nesse caminho evolutivo nosso, In this o pathway of evolution, é muito mais amplo the work of prayer e muito mais sutil is much vaster and much more subtle than we can imagine. Temos uma consciência total do que and we are not totally aware of what can happen through prayer. The way we can build through prayer with this openness to the Most High, without this willingness to be in touch with energies from on high, with higher things. So the work of prayer is very broad, very personal, very specific to each soul. It cannot be compared among individuals because it is very particular to each one. Prayer is a support, a real sustenance. If we were to have the opportunity to be always in prayer and even praying without ceasing because it is something inward, it is something that comes from one's intention, it is not something that comes from the mind, then prayer could take place at the same time that other things are going on. Nothing can stand in the way of our praying. At this moment, we can be here listening to these things. I can be talking. And at the same time, we can be praying. It all depends on how we are here, what intentions we have in being here, to what we are linked at this moment. If we were to be always linked up in this sense, if we were to be always open, surrendered to the Most High, in whatever we might be doing, we would literally feel sustained. We would not feel weak. We would not feel needy in anything. We would always feel very much supported. This is an outcome of prayer. Now, for you to feel sustained at all times, for you never to feel needy, for you never to need props, whichever they might be in your outer life, whatever might be the events, but for you inwardly to always feel sustained, in our level of evolution, this is attained through prayer. It is attained through the practice of prayer. Today, we can look at some aspects of prayer. And we will see that if we take up this work of praying unceasingly, if we are at ease in this attitude, we will see that apparently we will always be running into the same things because life is not very complicated. The events are always the same and we will always be running into the same things over and over again. However, the things are not really the same. They have another meaning for us if we become transformed. The same thing happens in prayer. 
we will see that as we move along from phase to phase in prayer, as our work with prayer evolves, it seems as though we are repeating the same things when we pray, but it is not so. It is a repetition, but on another turn of the spiral. It is as though prayer were to carry us up a spiral, as though we were to climb following the upward turns of the spiral. So it seems as though things are the same, but they are not. They are at another turn on the spiral, a little higher. So prayer carries us up the spiral. Even if we repeat the same prayer, even if we say a formal prayer every day, but if our attitude is one of surrender and of openness to the Most High and of concentration, we will see that the conditions of the prayer may be repeated, but they have another value. They have an ever higher value. And we go on looking at life this way through prayer. Because if we go on understanding this spiral along which prayer carries us, it seems to us that prayer is the same, but at every turn of the spiral, it is more advanced. In this way, we learn to look at life in a different way. So the boredom of routine disappears. When it seems that we are doing the same things every day, they appear to be the same things, but they are happening in a different way. You face those things differently. They are working on you in a different way. So it seems that we eat our meals every day and it's always the same thing. But why does it have to be the same? It can be completely different at each meal. And the same thing with everything that happens. Prayer that is said with discernment that comes from the heart, when we understand the work that prayer does, prayer leads us to work of renewal, even though various elements of ours are being worked on, and they are always the same. And we could be engaged in a series of prayers, in a life of prayer, always using our emotional body, always using our mental body, or always using our soul. But this is never the same. Each time you are praying with your emotional body, your emotional body is becoming more refined. Your mental body is growing, depending on how you are praying. So even though it might be a daily, formal practice, each time it is different, it has everything to make it different. And because it is different, it leads us up the spiral. If we understand how these things fit together, we will understand that when we pray, when we are practicing prayer, and it seems to us that nothing is happening, and at times it does seem this way, you are there praying, trying hard, and nothing is happening, you will see that this is an illusion and something is always happening. 
Sometimes we want to be aware of our inner life. Sometimes we want to pray. Because to prayer is to become aware of inner life. You become closer to this life that seems to be far away, but it is really the closest thing that exists. So apparently, you want to be aware of this inner life. So apparently, you want to pray. But in the beginning, we only give ourselves over to this work partially. We hold back because we still have a lot of human interests, a lot of material interests, which we think are not the most important to us, but they are. So these take up the space of prayer. So we surrender ourselves, we want to pray, we are seeking this inner world, we are seeking this prayerful state, but at the same time, we are distracting ourselves with other things, with things that are not prayer. We are putting into our prayer or putting into our minds during prayer the bustle of the world, for example, our activities. So we are not really praying. We are doing something that is a hodgepodge. We are apparently resolving a whole lot of things while we are praying. And since this happens spontaneously, our prayer ends up being superficial because we cannot manage to completely let go inwardly of the bustle of the world, of circumstances, of our activities, which should not creep into prayer. They should not be the object of prayer. If not, all this will not become uplifted. Now, since we have this illusion that there are so many important things, when nothing is important, only one thing is important. There is only one thing that is important. This is for you to go inward. All the rest is secondary. But when we go inward with the intention of remaining within, the quote-unquote important things begin to show up. And we who believe that all the rest is really important hold on to all the rest. And thus the prayer is not fulfilled. And thus the atmosphere is not created. And in this first stage of prayer, when we are beginning, we run into all this. You face the situation in which you want to pray, you want to go inward, you want to be totally present there, and you cannot do so, because the busyness, the thoughts come to mind. Your feelings begin to give you impressions. And when your feelings bring out impressions, you already begin to let go of that intention to remain there quietly, emptied, and to be there in concentration. 
So while we are in this phase, that is, as long as all this outer life is intervening in our work of retreat and prayer, as long as we are in this phase, as long as during our prayer time we are not able to live in prayer without letting all this intervene, without letting all this come in, we need help. We need to be helped to get out of this situation and to move into another phase of prayer. So here we need help. So this is why when we begin to pray, our prayer is one of petition because all this is around us, all this is permeating our activity. And this petition for concentration, this petition for silence, this petition for purity is necessary. So no one who begins to pray regularly, no one who takes up the work of praying, can do without this stage of petition to ask for this. Because you sit there to pray or you try to pray and so many things begin to happen in your senses and inside of you that to a certain point you have to ask for that to be removed. This petition is very simple. This petition is very natural for those who are beginning prayer. So maybe right now I cannot manage to pray. So I ask to be able to pray. I ask for help. I ask for help. So this is a part of one kind of prayer. This is part of that kind of prayer that is still susceptible to being mixed with all the influences of all that is going on. We can only begin to get out of this phase. We can only begin to pray without having to work hard at it, without having to ask for the other things to be removed without having to ask for help to pray, we only begin to get out of this phase when we begin to get rid of what is superfluous. As long as we have superfluous things, as long as we pursue superfluous things, as long as superfluous things are important for us, we won't get into a kind of prayer that doesn't require us to work hard at it. Because, because it is due to all this superfluity that we hold on to, all these superfluous things of life in which we are so interested, this is what hinders us from simply praying and not to be pushing anything away. But people say, I can't pray. What must I do to pray? What can I do to turn all these things away? What can I do to concentrate? This is linked to all the superfluous things that you use. This is linked to all the superfluity that exists in your life. It is linked to everything you are involved with and which is not essential. Do you see how prayer is linked to life? Do you see how all this is one and how one thing depends on another? So if you have what is superfluous, you cannot enter into simple prayer. You are not able to get into real prayer, 
right away because of the superfluous things you store up in your life, because of the superfluous things you live that you wouldn't have to be living, things which you created, things which you brought about. This superfluity of life brings a burden into prayer, which you have to continually push away in order to be able to pray. But when we begin to pay attention to what is superfluous, when we give up that which is not essential for us at this time, we will see that we will very simply begin to pray more easily. These things are closely linked. So we have to persevere in this work because this is not done all at once. Every time you set about doing this work, it seems that you are beginning all over again. Every time, every day, every moment that you begin again, that you enter into attunement, you have the impression that everything is beginning all over again, that everything is being repeated, and that you are doing the very same work over again, every time the same work. But it is not this way, not this way at all. If you persevere, even though you have this impression, Things do progress, they evolve. Things do not stand still where they are. And if things begin to evolve, from then on, you begin to recognize the real dangers to your evolution. And you begin to detect what is a real danger to your evolution, what is really an obstacle to your evolution. And tell this apart from what is no obstacle at all, from what is of no importance, that although you are doing things, fulfilling things, in touch with things, you should not be impressed with all this, because there's no possibility of those things holding you down. And we perceive this clearly when we persevere in what we are doing when it seems that we are really not doing anything at all. See, when it seems to us that nothing at all is happening, all these things are happening in life. Suddenly, you who persevere in this prayer, who persevere in this work, to be concentrated, to be totally present, to be attuned with the Most High, when you persevere in this, even though nothing may be happening, you will see that superfluous things begin to drop away from you. What is superfluous no longer bothers you. No one offers you anything superfluous anymore, for example. What is superfluous begins to leave you alone. And you begin to see clearly the difference between what is an obstacle to your evolution and what is indifferent and what is no obstacle, what is harmless, although it appears to be an obstacle. That is, you no longer waste time on so many things. This begins to happen to us even when we have not attained total prayer. 
because of the simple fact that we are there persisting. Do you see? So this may seem to be very dry. Nothing seems to be happening. It seems that only the others can pray, I cannot. But if you persist, if this work is kept up, even if nothing seems to be happening, but if you are steady, these things are happening. You are becoming immunized against what is superfluous. You begin to recognize when something is involutionary, or is indifferent, so that you don't even have to bother with it, you don't even have to deal with it, and so forth. In this phase, when nothing is happening with us, we are simply persisting and these things are going on. In this phase, the inner signs that we were waiting to come from prayer are still not happening because we are persisting in an almost material procedure. So where do the answers come from that would come from within if prayer were already advanced? But prayer is not yet advanced and nothing seems to be coming from within. But it really is. Because from the moment you begin, all this starts to happen. Except it doesn't happen the same way as it does in advanced prayer. And so if our prayer is already advanced, then the inner signs come inwardly, very clearly, in a non-material way, very consciously to us. Now, if we have not attained advanced prayer, these inner signs also come, but in another way. They don't come through prayer because the prayer is not yet ready to transmit these signs, but these signs are giving us external signals. So if you are persisting in your prayer, someone suddenly says something to you, which is what your inner self would say to you, but it cannot say this because you are not yet ready to receive it. But you receive this in another way. You receive it through a person you meet. You receive it through a book you open up. So it could have seemed that it was simply an everyday external incident, but it was not. It was the result of prayer that could not come from the inside, as happens in advanced prayer. But these signs already come even when prayer is incipient, when prayer is just beginning. So day after day, for years on end, I try hard to pray, and the inner response comes through external things, because it cannot come through this mystical mechanism, because I am not yet ready for it. But it comes through external signs, it comes through events, comes through situations, through some reading matter that I come across. And these are inner signs, these are inner things that come to me through a process that does not seem to be prayer. We should really consider life to be a prayer, because then everything will be linked, and there will be no more possibility of your feeling needy, of your feeling abandoned, 
de alguma coisa in need of something está tão misturado com a vida because prayer is blended into life to such an extent that between life and prayer prayer and life This is one activity. All this happens in such a way that you learn to notice when your prayer begins to deepen. All this is being said to someone who is on the level of beginning prayer and who has not yet managed to go in depth and who is going through the phase of working hard, of attempting to do this work. Throughout all these efforts to pray, during this work, something that also does not seem to be an outcome of prayer because it's not what we are seeking, it does not appear to be the result of prayer, but it is, because our mind starts to become sharper in grasping things, in understanding things. So those who have a quick mind, those who have a skilled mind that grasps things that happen, are individuals who already had a life of prayer in some past incarnation, but a real life of prayer. They had a mature life of prayer. So in a later life, they have a sharp mind, they have an active mind that picks things up quickly. This is the result of a life of prayer in a former life. So we can see that there are after-effects of this activity, there are outcomes of this activity that there are things that stem from this activity that we would never imagine that could be linked to prayer. For our consciousness to be more active, for us to be more awakened, for us not to be dormant, for us not to be fuzzy, for us to be very active, all this is fruit of prayer. And this is not what you were asking for while you prayed. This is not what you were waiting for. Perhaps you were expecting great miracles, you were expecting healing, you were expecting mystical experiences, inner healing, you were expecting important things to happen, and you are receiving all these from the moment you began. But we have to be really open. We have to keep this in mind. So the work of prayer may begin not only with effort, but that in this hard work you are already experiencing a whole lot of things that started to happen because you began this process. At a certain point, you begin to receive so many things unconsciously, even though to you things appear to be dry, even though you don't really think you are trying, but you are already receiving so much that during this phase of trying to pray, you realize that there is no other way for you. You can see that on a conscious level, This is not responding to what you are seeking. You are not having mystical experiences. You are not engaged in any more of those fantasies with which people get carried away when they begin to pray. But there you have already received so much, even though you don't know it, you don't perceive it, you are not aware of it. You have already received so much in so many areas that you cannot even imagine as being linked to prayer. So there you realize that there is no other way for you and that this is your way. 
your path is to pray. There comes a time when we realize this, that the way is that one, and that is what we are seeking. And we also get the impression that we will find everything we are seeking on that path of prayer, even though nothing may be happening in our consciousness at that moment. And you can see that when it seems as though nothing is happening, things are happening very quickly and very acutely. It's good for us to be aware of this, because then we pray without any effort. You don't have to work hard at it, even though you might be there concentrating. You are putting in some effort to remain there, because there is so much that is beckoning to you. There is so much enticing you, so many movements going on in your bodies. Your body is flustered with so many forces, so much influencing, that you have to work hard just to stay there, sitting quietly. You have to have control over yourself. All this begins to take place with the maximum tranquility, very naturally. So you may be there controlling your body for it to be there quietly, but this can be done in a natural way, like something that is a part of you. An attitude that has been incorporated, an attitude that is being manifested very naturally. And you have things under control, except that this type of control is much more effective, more efficacious than the other kind of control, than control exercised through force. At this point, when nothing is happening while we pray, something then begins to take place in the bodies. Because if you do this work of dedicating yourself to praying, you are touching on several things that are not visible, several forces, several uh, inner energies that are not conscious. Then your bodies will begin to receive a different energy. And when your bodies begin to receive a different energy, these bodies begin to be transformed. And see, prayer has not become fulfilled yet. All this is still a preparation. All this is because we have entered the path and because we have accepted this path. And so far, there is apparently no result whatsoever because you haven't the least awareness of what might be happening to one of your bodies once it gets into this process, once it is a part of this process. So a refinement of the bodies begins to take place, and it is not material, it is not physical, but the bodies begin to become refined on a subtle level, on a deeply inner level of the cells. And this causes certain forces that are opposed to all this work to turn their attention on us. Then when this work of the bodies becoming more subtle begins to take place, which is imperceptible to us, when the bodies begin to be disciplined, when the bodies begin to enter an alignment of harmony, when this begins to become more subtle, this is a delicate moment. 
because the opposing forces wake up and realize that they have to go into action. The opposing forces, the way they see it, have to get in to interrupt the process. Because in a short while, for these forces, these bodies will be useless. And they quickly perceive this. So the forces that are in the bodies at this point, in the work of prayer, they begin to get organized to attack, to begin to exert influence. Up to this point, it seems that nothing has happened. When these attacks begin. For example, this is no use, I'm going to quit. There must be some other way to do this work because nothing is coming of it. Do you see? This is already the indication of the presence of those forces. And when we have this clearly before us, because when this begins to happen, we can say, I am already on the path, because these forces are wanting to get me off it. I am already on the path. Do you see how interesting this work is, how it's all so interesting? And if we hold firm onto the attitude, even though these forces begin to make our minds waver, our mind collaborates a lot with these forces. Our minds can convince us that we can do this some other way because there are so many ways of doing this. We can pray while we work. We can pray while we walk. All this is true. All this is real. But it depends on how we arrive at this. We cannot arrive at this until our bodies have been trained, until our bodies are disciplined and involved in this kind of work. So when these ideas that it's no use, that this is not the way, I wonder how it should be, begin to turn up, know that these are already the opposing forces attempting to steer you away. If you are aware of all this and keep on going, the forces are going to begin to express themselves better and better. And you will have to have faith and you will have to have intelligence not to get involved with them. Let them talk. Let them come. Let them interfere. But don't you get involved with them. Stay in your own role. Keep on doing that which you propose to do and don't pay attention to those forces. If you don't pay attention to those forces, if you keep on doing what you were doing and if they try to go beyond a certain limit that your bodies will not be able to bear or that you as consciousness will not be able to bear. Here, you will begin to be helped inwardly, or you will begin to be aided by those energies, those forces, or by those beings who were attracted by your work of prayer. So you begin to be helped by this prayer group, by this group that is part of this prayer work, including spiritual beings, who serve those who pray, energies that are ready to come to our aid when we need it. So when these forces are organized, 
to the point that it seems they will overcome us. And if we persist, this is when help comes. This is where prayer brings help, even if we don't ask for it, even if we are not aware of what is going on. This help that comes is a great change for us in life because this help came to keep you firm in your practices, in your attitude, in your work. Without this help, you could not keep going because these forces are really very strong at this point and we don't know how to deal with them yet because we have not yet attained a deep state of prayer. So this help comes and it came for me to go on praying. But in fact, this help comes for everything. If this help came, we begin to be aided in everything. We begin to be aided in almost everything. And this help even begins to permeate our practical life, even our human life. This help came because of your need to not be captive to certain forces that came to disrupt the sacred work you are doing, the work that has to do with all this inner light ready to contact you. And this help is so effective, this help begins to transform things so much that this help motivates you to perform good works. Suddenly your life changes. This help that came to aid your prayer, this help that is part of the meaning of your prayer, this help begins to permeate your life and you begin to do useful things. You begin to do good deeds. You begin to work with evolutionary things. Do you see how this help comes? So you begin to give of yourself totally to that which you always wanted to dedicate yourself. This is the help that came, otherwise you would not manage to do this, because our human matter does not lend itself to these subtle things. It's for dense external things, so we need help to transform the situation, to make this human matter do good things, to make it able to build something that is evolutionary and positive, it needs help, you see? It's not enough simply to want to do it. It needs help that comes. And it's the help that came to keep you firm in this way of evolution. At this point, you are becoming imbued with this. This is even becoming a part of your bodies. So you begin to take certain precautions. It's not a psychological precaution. It's not a fear, no. It's a very positive response your bodies give in regard to certain liabilities you used to have. And now you feel a certain barrier towards these jeopardies in simple things 
in apparently matter-of-fact things, for example, to say something superfluous, to say something that was not necessary. This used to be normal for us. But when this process begins of becoming uplifted by this help, you no longer have the strength to utter useless words. The words just don't come out, do you see? You don't have to do anything, they just don't come out. To criticize, one of those criticisms we usually make, not an observation because an observation may be important, but criticism just doesn't come out anymore. It has no more strength. There is no longer any source in you to produce a criticism. We become more and more ready and awakened to the level from which this help came. If we perceive that things are happening in a positive way because of help, because you have all felt this help, haven't you? This should be our permanent state. This should be going on all the time. It's prayer that builds this. It's prayer that attracts this. It's by praying that we come under this help continuously. With this help, we begin to be obedient, which is something that we have never been. So then, all these qualities, these characteristics, which humanly do not flourish. But this exists, it begins to happen through a process of help that we receive. And then many will ask, but if I have never done this work, how is it that I receive so much help? I have never done this. How can I be helped so much? You may have entered this evolutionary path during a former life, or you may have some energy, some being interceding for you. This may be happening because of intercession. Intercession means some level, someone, or some energy that has a karmic link with you, that has an inner link with you, and is fulfilling this link, and this is already happening. So this intercedes for you and makes this happen in you. So you are being helped, and you yourself recognize it is no merit of yours, you are being helped in this way and you don't pray. So either this was already done in you previously or you do this unconsciously or an intercession is taking place to which you have a right. We can see naturally the difference between intercession and interference because interference is something that does not belong to you. Interference comes for something to happen, but you are not prepared for it. You are not ready, but it happens through interference. Intercession has nothing to do with interference. Intercession is an activity in which what belongs to you reaches you, even though you may not have done anything to receive that. But that belongs to you, it is yours, it is yours from its origins, 
and intercession activates it, it makes it happen. And it happens before you deserve it. But then the being has to be in this process of attunement, in this process of awakening, in this process of activity, of becoming wide awake. Well, all this is prayer. All this happens as an outcome of your having entered this path. Everything is a part of it. And all this is still not the advanced phase of prayer. All these are preparatory stages, the stages of our efforts, before prayer has even begun. Because when prayer really happens, when this really sets in, all this can be unconscious and you will no longer be putting in any effort, you will no longer be doing any work to make this happen because all this will have already set in. Then all that has been described is part of our conscious work of prayer, part of our impulse to prayer. All this is part of the impulse.